Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. That awful hurricane was fixing to come ashore. My dad and my brother-in-law were in meetings down at Brother B.B. Hankins' church. Everybody else was nailing boards over their windows. They were evacuating. Hey, y'all better leave. Aren't y'all going to close service down? No, we're not going to close service down. Well, don't you know the hurricane's coming in here? They said, no, the hurricane's not coming in here. We spoke to it this morning in the morning service, and we told it, it can't come ashore here. Everybody laughed at them like they thought they was crazy. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Our Rights in Christ by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan's message. If somebody said, well, I believe God can do it, that's not faith. That's not faith. Believing God can do it is not faith. Faith is believing that He is doing it now. Now. I want you to notice that there's a time to pray. But there is a time to act. I want you to notice in the Word of God, when you see the biblical account of Joshua, we do not see him calling a fast. I don't see him getting on his knees and falling down on his face before God and say, I'm going to stay here and pray and fast till God makes the sun stand still. No, he didn't do that. He simply commanded that the sun stand still and it happened. As I go through the pages of the New Testament, I see Jesus Christ and I never see him falling down and calling a fast and I never see him falling down and praying. Listen, I'm not minimizing prayer. There's a place for prayer. But when it's time to act, it's time to command. I see Jesus commanding people, take up your bed and walk. I see him commanding them, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. I see him telling them, you're healed by the power of God. Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. I want you to notice that it was always in a command and never in a prayer. Now, I'm not minimizing prayer. There's time for prayer, and there's a special teaching on prayer. But if we would get a hold of the fact that sometimes we're praying when we ought to be commanding, and that's the reason nothing's happening. Jesus did much praying. You see it in the Word of God where he went alone to pray. But when action was demanded, he spoke. And oh, I see him there in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, as he's asleep in the hinder part of the ship, and that ship is pitching and rolling on that Sea of Galilee, and old Peter's standing up there on the bow of that ship, and the wind is whipping through his hair. And the salt spray is beating him in the face. And he looks up and he sees the waves as they're boisterous, billowing high and crashing onto the deck of that little old ship. And I see the rest of the disciples as they're scurrying around on the deck of the ship, lashing everything down, holding on themselves, lest they be swept overboard by the waves as they're beating into the ship. And I want you to notice they run back in the back and they shook Jesus and they said, Jesus, carest thou not that we perish? and he came by up on the deck and there the word of God says that when he come up on the deck that Jesus fell down on his knees and began to pray oh Lord calm this storm Lord do something we 
they're going to die if you don't help us. That ain't what happened. Well, what happened? That's it. Jesus stood up on that deck and he looked at that water and he said, Peace be still. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. Did the elements hear his voice? Most assuredly, yes. Did the sun hear the voice of Joshua? Most assuredly, yes. And the solar system stood still. Why? Because a man of God, one of the children of God, dared to believe what the Word of God teaches and began to command the elements to obey. You can do it if you believe God. A few years ago, in the city of West Columbia, Texas, that awful hurricane was fixing to come ashore. My dad and my brother-in-law were in meetings down at Brother B.B. Hankins Church. Everybody else was nailing boards over their windows. They were evacuating. Hey, y'all better leave. Aren't y'all going to close service down? No, we're not going to close service down. Well, don't you know the hurricane's coming in here? They said, no, the hurricane's not coming in here. We spoke to it this morning in the morning service, and we told it, it can't come ashore here. Everybody laughed at them like they thought they was crazy. But I want to tell you what, that thing stood out there and it stopped offshore and it spun around a while, trying to come in. They commanded in the name of Jesus that it not do so, and it never did come ashore there. It finally went off down the coast and finally come in on Corpus Christi. And Daddy picked up the phone. He called down there and called old brother Jack Carter. He said, Jack, why'd you let that thing come in down there for? He said, oh, I never thought about taking authority over it. <laughs> See, we have the power to command. Commanding power belongs to us. God himself concerning the works of my hand, command ye me. Now we have a lot of this devastation. We have a lot of the things that come upon us. They're not from God. I get mad every time I see an insurance policy that you have to carry on your buildings and so forth, you know. And I read on there, and it says, Acts of God, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, and so forth and so on. Those are not acts of God. Those came about because a man by the name of Adam committed high treason and sold out to the devil. That belongs to the devil and his crowd. If enough of God's people would begin to get together and realize their authority and realize that they have been redeemed and realize that they have the authority to do some commanding and would not do it in a stupid, presumptuous sort of way, but do it based upon the Word of God, they'd see things begin to happen. Some people base everything on presumption instead of real faith. Now I want to tell you something. When you dare to begin to command things to happen, don't think you're going to have it easy because the devil's going to do everything in his power to cause it not to happen. Because he realizes that if you once ever realize that you have that much authority and you have that much power, his little game's over. 
never be able to control you again, ever. Because you know what happened? Whether you thought I'd forgot about old Gene and Charles back there on the playground fighting, didn't you? No, Charles whipped him and whipped him good. And you know what happened? After that, Gene walked down the hall. Everybody realized that he was just a big old blowhard, that he was just a big old bluff. If you'd really jump in there and begin to fight, he couldn't take it. I want to tell you what, if you devil ever, the devil knows if he ever lets you find out that he's just a blowhard, that he don't have any power, that all he can do is growl, but he can't bite. He knows if he ever find, if you ever find out that you have the authority and the power, that you're going to keep him on the run all the time. And instead of you getting on the other side of the street when you see the devil, well, there come the devil. He knows you're going to throw your shoulders back and walk down the street, and if he gets in your way, you're going to kick the tire out of him because you have the authority and the power to do so in the name of Jesus Christ. The voice of faith is the voice of omnipotence. Matthew 21, 19, And when he saw the fig tree in the way he came to it, and finding nothing thereon but leaves only said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. Jesus didn't pray. He said with authority in his voice, Let no man eat fruit of you hereafter. You know, many of us, we read Mark eleven twenty three that says, if you have, if you'd say in the mountain and believe in your heart and not doubt, believe that those things which you said the kind of pass you'd have whatsoever you say at the mountain to be cast into the sea, in other words. You have anything else you say? A lot of us read that and we say, oh, we got power to do it. But when we speak, our voice has no authority in it. Now I remember when I was a child growing up, mom used to holler, Ken, I pay much attention to that. Ken, pay much attention. When she said, Kenneth Wayne, I moved. <laughs> what was the difference? The authority that was in the voice. That's what the difference was. I knew she meant business. I knew that she wanted something done and I better get with it. You ever notice little old dog or a cat, anything? You know, as you walk out, you say, you can't go, get on back. That dog pay no attention to you no more than if you'd petted it. But I want to tell you what. You can turn around and with authority in your voice and say, I said get, and what happens? They run back up on that front porch and sit down and stay there, don't they? Why? Because the voice of authority was spoken. 
If you know anything about training animals, they tell you don't ever raise your voice except when you give an authoritative command, then raise your voice to the animal. And it learns the voice of authority. I want to tell you what, that's what's the matter with the devil. The devil knows the voice of authority. He knows when somebody's just saying it because they heard somebody else say it. He knows when somebody says, well, I thank God because I've got my needs met. He knows the difference between that then. Praise God, all of my needs are met according to his riches and glory. There's a difference in the way you say it. When you really believe it, you say it like it's so. You act like it's so. And the devil knows it. Everybody else knows it. And it happens because there's authority there. Concerning the works of my hand, command ye me. What is the works of his hand? All the good things that he's made belongs to us down here. That's the works of his hand. Call now to get this month's special offer, the six-CD series, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the mini-book, How You Can Be a Success in Life by Ken Hagan. Plus, if you call today, we'll include the bonus paperback book, The Greater Glory by Ken Hagan. All three dynamic resources for just $39.95. Don't delay. Call today, 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Well, January enrollment for Raymond Bible Training College is underway. Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about the Word of God or just interested in growing with God, yes, yes, our yes. Phil call to the ministry. Hey, it's time to enroll in Raymond Bible Training College. Yeah, just go to, to rbtc.org. That's what I was fixing to say. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.